one thing I like to tell people when I'm sitting down with them and helping them create a financial plan is, you know, don't give unless you can give, right? You don't want to put yourself in a bad situation thinking you're helping where you may be doing, you know, worse for yourself. You got to give from your heart, right? You got to give knowing that you gave for that reason. Although you don't want to just give negligently. Give from your heart and knowing that it's supposed to go to a good place. And just kind of do the basics around like, all right, are they, you know, are they doing what they should be doing? And not try to think too much about it. I think part of that, if you think too much about it, you'll run yourself out of giving in the first place. Hey everybody, my name is Michael Schumann and I'm a team member here at Educate. Today on Subject to Change, we're going to be talking about a topic that is sort of taboo and one that doesn't really get brought up too often, which is charity and giving to causes. I'm here with a friend of Educate, William Colbert. William is a businessman here in Orlando who spends his day in meetings and managing employees, but whose real professional passion is personal finance. William, thanks for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Now that's not a sentence that gets said too much. Your personal passion is personal finance. What what does that mean and what does that look like? Oh, so for me, I have a formal degree in finance. Um, but for me, it was never about going and getting some, you know, corporate finance job. I just like the aspect. I'm a natural giver. Um, so I was like, oh, how can I use my degree to, you know, help others? And with that, um, you know, I kind of love to sit down with people and create a financial plan for them. And that's something that you do. You sit down with friends and with people that you know, look over their finances and help them forge a path to their goals. Yep. 100%. So on this topic of giving, why should we be giving our money away? For me, from a personal standpoint, I feel like, you know, there's a part of our culture that's, you know, inherently you help others, right? Um, There's always someone less fortunate than you um, or more fortunate than you, however you look at it. And there's something about that humanity that like, hey, I'm going to give to this cause. I'm going to give because this person is in need, you know, and and showing that that togetherness in a sense, I feel like. So is there a certain... Uh, income that you need to be at, a certain place in life that you need to be at to begin to think about giving? And what advice do you give to people about when to start thinking about giving? So I feel like we all inherently have that inner self that tells us like, you know, that has that, hey, I, I would like to give to this particular organization if I had a couple of bucks. I feel like everyone should be looking it, at it from a budgetary standpoint. Um, so, you know, for me personally, um, giving and charity should always go to the top of the budget because if you know you wait until the end of the budget there might not be money there to do it um, and, and very specifically like if you have money left over after all of the necessities are met in life um, one thing I like to tell people when I'm sitting down with them and helping them create a financial plan is you know don't give unless you can give right you don't want to put yourself in a bad situation thinking you're helping where you may be doing you know worse for yourself um, on giving when you're not you know, able to. So definitely when there's some disposable income um, after all of the, you know, debts and regular living expenses are kind of met. So I, I know about this um, idea of giving first, but really what you mean by that is you do have to take a reasonable approach to your budget. Look at how much you have to spend on your necessities 
and then determine how much you can give, but make it a priority. Yeah, make it a priority. Correct. A hundred percent. Like, you know, when I look over my budget and I have that category at the top, you know, it's putting it in the forefront of my mind, you know, whereas if I get down to the bottom of the budget, it may kind of go out, you know, when I get to the end, I'm like, all right, you know, I got this money left over, you know, it may be a natural kind of instinct to say, all right, I need to save that rather than kind of give it. Whereas if you kind of implement it, you know, first, when you get down to the bottom, if you have some left over, you know, you still can do those other things as well. But I, I almost feel like it's easier when you don't have as much money to give something as opposed to, let's say you're a little more comfortable in life, you have a little more disposable income to decide then to give it. I guess in your talking to people, have you ever noticed any correlation of when someone's income goes up or they have more disposable income? Does it make it easier or harder to give or does their in- giving increase? Yeah. So from the individuals I've coached on this subject, it does seem there's no like linear correlation with like income and giving. Most of the times it stays pretty the same, whether they're making a little bit of money or making a lot of money. You know, it seems like that factor doesn't scale um, with that. So, you know, sometimes I wonder, is that just a feeling of like, hey, I didn't have money. Now I have money. Do I need to kind of hold on to it? So it's an interesting concept that I always, I noticed as I've been going through these financial plans. And so do you have different advice for those uh, people who maybe have substantial disposable income versus those people who may be listening, who their budgets are really tight or their disposable income is tight? For me, now that I think back on it, like when you brought that up, I think it's maybe about like knowing what you want to give to beforehand. Um, So if I look back on my giving journey, it's like when I didn't have the money to give and I seen something, I would always remember like, oh, I want to give to that. So I think maybe it's more about intentionality and kind of having those thoughts and planning out. And I feel like it's a little more easier to give because you know what it's going for rather than saying, hey, I got this extra money. You know, I don't think the thought will come to mind of saying like, hey, yeah, I need to let me give some away. You know, I think those are more of the people who are supernatural givers. For me personally, I, uh, I had to be more intentional about it for sure. So how do you choose the causes that you're going to give to? Most of the time, I would say it's, a, it's two sides. It's, you know, either if I hear about a cause and they are doing a really good job at effectively communicating what they do and, you know, how things work with them. Um, on the other side, it's I think it's more of like a natural thing where it's like, hey, you know, I really want to give back to that. Or, you know, maybe even on a subconscious level where it's like I went through something and it's like, hey, you know, I want to give back to that because I know the struggle of that. I know, you know, you know, if, if I would have had some type of assistance in that situation, you know, I could have been better off faster or didn't have to go through those struggles if there was some assistance. So, you know, one objection I hear a lot about charities is a lot of overhead or knowing that the money that you're giving is going to the cause that you're trying to support. Do you have any advice or, or insight on really giving effectively towards organizations who will use it in an efficient way? I mean, so you have your basic avenues like Charity Navigator, where you can kind of see how much of your money is going to operating expenses comparative to like the actual calls and assistance. Um, those are like super basics because it's still, you know, you hear all the time like, hey, that company only used like $1 out of the $10 for um, the thing. But how I view this topic, my mother, me and my mother actually had the conversation the other day and she threw out some Bible verse, but what it came down to was like, you got to give from your heart, right? You got to give knowing that you gave for that reason, you know, 
although you don't want to just give negligently, um, but, you know, give from your heart and knowing that it's supposed to go to a good place and, you know, um, just kind of do the basics around like, all right, are they, you know, are they doing what they should be doing and not try to think too much about it. I think part of that, if you think too much about it, you'll run yourself out of giving in the first place. I think there needs to be an acknowledgement that charities and other organizations do have operating costs, but, but that giving from yourself is really the important part that, Yes, the causes that are important to you are getting supported, but if you begin to microanalyze the financials of these organizations, uh, you really will make it a, a burden to give of yourself. But on that topic, that personal benefit of giving, the first question I asked you was, why should we be giving our money? What does it do for you or what does giving do for the giver? Yeah, so I'll take that in steps because one thing you said previously was around like microanalyzing, right? So I, I think I've caught myself doing that in the past. But at the end of the day, you know, we don't know how to manage nonprofits. You know, you, know, you don't know what reason this particular category has this amount of money, right? So I definitely think you kind of have to stay out of that microanalyzing to make sure, you know, you're you're still giving from the heart. Um, you know, I only can talk about what giving does for a person, you know, from my context, but there's something so selfless, you know, about giving. Um, I can give you a example. I was at a doctor's office one time, um, for, I had a cold. I was really sick this one time and, you know, sitting in the, in the waiting area, um, a mom and her teenage daughter had came out and, I guess she didn't realize that there were going to be a cost associated with it. So when they kind of came out of the um, doctor's office, you know, the front desk was like, all right, you know, now you owe us kind of, I forgot the amount, but, um, and she's like, Hey, I can't pay that. You know, like I have rent and I'm barely able to do that. So they were like, all right, well, we'll just send you the bill. Um, you know, and they kind of left out, but you can tell it was a the situation was a little bit longer than that, but you can tell like a lot of people, you know, don't have those means when, you know, times get going rough a little bit. So, um, as they left, I went up and I kind of paid for the bill. Cause I'm like, Hey, you know, I know that it's hard out here to cope with that and all the other things in life and expenses. So, you know, for me, I like to give anonymously. I think it's something on that inner selflessness that it creates. Uh, you know, I feel happy that internal happy not just like hey i'm happy today you know like that internal feeling of happiness that really i think most people feel when they're being selfless and giving of themselves to others in my own upbringing my dad could be kind of a stern figure and was kind of a, a tough guy and i remember a lot of the times for christmas we wouldn't get extravagant gifts we'd get something modest and we'd be thankful and um, we weren't a, a family of a lot of means but i do remember my dad every christmas would go to Walmart and he'd pull the request off of the tree mm -hmm. and buy bicycles and games and clothes for kids who were needy. And I always saw him do that. And he bought more for them than he bought for us. And I think that as a young child, maybe you, you feel the uh, urge to be jealous or something. But I always thought that really echoed something uh, profound about my dad. And, and it modeled something for me that, that early on in life, I could 
uh, begin to try and appreciate the fact that giving to others is more important than wanting for yourself. Yeah. And, and I think that kind of touches on that point earlier where I was telling you, you know, about that subconscious giving, you know, those are those profound moments where, you know, naturally now you'll just be directed towards hey, yeah, just giving and you're like, oh, I didn't even know I you know, wanted to do that. So um, there's definitely like, so for instance, I have a younger sister and my mom does the same thing. Every Christmas we go to a children's home and kind of ones that don't have means and give them, you know, from the basic necessities all, you know, up to toys and bikes and stuff. Um, so that my little sister sees that. Um, and, and that was, you know, that's something that I don't think I had much of when I was younger, why I had to be a little bit more intentional, but I, but I love that, you know, instilling in that early on that, you know, we're humanity, we're all one, you know, we got to help each other out and be not so selfish w- with our means. And just to touch base on uh, that point you made about giving anonymously, um, the, the Bible verse that's applicable to that one is don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing or what it's giving. There is a reason to give that can be very selfish, but it is that selflessness and that not looking for accolades or to be recognized that you can try and cultivate in your heart and in your mind that we should be giving because it's the right thing to do because it helps others. Not that it brings accolades or praise to us. Yeah. hundred percent, you know, and, and I think there's a natural sense of that also, you know, I, it would be on me if I say, you know, I've gave anonymously once and I wanted to tell somebody, right. And then it's like, no, no, you know, let me just do that for me. So what do you think the, the root issue that we can examine in our own selves is that keeps us hesitant to give to the causes that even we support and we believe in? I think the top one would be intentionality, like putting it, you know, saying, oh, I'm going to give to that. I've had times I'm like, I'm going to give that and then totally forget about it because I didn't write it down or put it on the to-do list. I think another misconception is that you have to give to the National Association of Blank or the American Association of Blank. Yeah. Really, there's a time and a place to uh, to give to global or national causes, but your local food bank or the homeless shelter or the children's home uh, there's a lot of local giving that can be done where when it's my dad buying the bike or, or you going to the children's home and giving them presents, there's not a whole lot of guessing as to whether or not your giving is going to someone who needs it. Yeah, yeah, that impactfulness. You know. I think there's a, a mindfulness that we should have about not thinking about giving in a national or a big context only, but also in local giving and supporting our community and improving the place that we live. Yeah, directly where you're at. You know, it's a lot of change that you can make, you know, right here. Um, I, I, I think you hit a good point around that giving locally. You know, there was early on a point in my life where I had talked to someone like a mentor of mine and I'm like, it feels like so much that people have giving on this, like it's all about monetary and it's giving outside of just monetary, you know, it's, you know, can I use my time and, and, and going out there and doing things like you're saying, volunteering and, and helping others, not just from a monetary aspect, because some people might not even need it from a monetary aspect. They might need, they might just need a toothbrush and some toothpaste. So that brings me to another point I wanted to talk about, which is that giving is not just financial, that it's not just opening up your checkbook. It's volunteering at your local homeless shelter. It's helping your elderly neighbor next door. It's doing these things around you that make you focus on others, not just yourself. Yeah, and and I feel like those things are more impactful than the financial giving, right? Like, and probably have a more impactfulness on your inner self and selflessness than it is about, hey, you know, here's some money. You know, 
I would probably go as far as saying even when you're giving on those natu- national levels, it's a lot of like crud that they have to go to before it actually gets to the actual people who need the assistance, right? Where, like you were saying, going over to your elderly neighbor to help her bring in her mail or, you know, do her yard is definitely much more impactful for sure, hands down. So applying this to real life in the times that you sit down and counsel folks about their finances, what are the applicable steps that we could take to make giving a priority to intentionally give? Is it automating giving? Is it is it putting it on your calendar? What are those things that really can help uh, people n- not move it to the back burner? So I think first and foremost is a budget, not just a budget on giving, but a budget in your from your financial life altogether as a holistic picture. Um, and then from there, picking which charities you want to be involved with, you know, like doing some research and saying like, all right, here's the five, you know, if I get, if I have some money, I'll give to this one first, maybe put ordering them of some sort. And then you hit a good point, you know, maybe it takes out of the whole selflessness or the internal feeling of automating giving, but you know, they have some recurring donations um, as well, you know, that you can kind of put it on auto pay. Um, to come out of your account monthly. I think that's a great point. Um, And then going back to kind of like the budget, after you figure out those charities you want to give to, really being intentional, like, hey, here's my monthly budget. I'm going to take this portion. It's going to be forgiving. Well, William, we started off this episode by talking about how giving is a taboo topic at times. And and we think about it around the holidays, maybe when that bell is ringing outside of Walmart. But other than that, it takes an intentionality. It takes a, a purpose of really setting out to give both financially and of your time and of of, uh, the gifts that you have in your community and broader. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head there with the intentionality part, as as well as, you know, since giving is a subset of finance, no one talks about finance with others for the majority part. Um, And that's what I talk a lot about with people when I'm doing the financial plans for them. It's like, talk about money. Like, you only can learn things. You only can, you know, learn things that you might have not have known from others or things that, hey, you know, I gave to this place and it didn't go well, or here's a good place, you know. So it's it's definitely something we should open up that communication line and and talk to others about because I feel like there's nothing but great things you can learn from it and take away from that. Absolutely. That's something at Educate we talk about a lot is talking about finances in the same way that we now are more likely to talk about our health uh, and how much weight we want to lose or what our goals, goals are for are, our physical yeah, health, for sure. we need to open up those lines of communication with our finances yeah. because that's a huge source of stress that we have and we carry around. And it's not something that defines us. It's something that we can take control of and begin to tackle one step at a time. Yeah, so when you're talking about, you know, we talk to other people about our goals and stuff, you know, when somebody's going through something bad, you know, they're, they're usually remember those people who walk with them through that period of time in their life. But finance is this thing that we never talk about with other people, whether we're, you know, hundred percent in debt or, you know, vice versa. But it's like, Hey, if you talked about it with others and had somebody to walk through that journey with you, I'm pretty sure you'll be well off, you know, then you would be on your own. Just like when you're going through a bad situation or something. Well, William, thank you so much for being a guest and talking about this topic. I think it's a topic that we need to think more about. And there's a lot of stuff here that can help us dig in. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Um, I, I love talking about this stuff and I appreciate this. And thank you for listening to this episode of Subject to Change. 
We make this podcast to help you grow in your confidence of financial topics and stressors. We want to help enable you to tackle whatever financial focus that's right in front of you today. You can help us with that by asking us a question, and we may answer them on a future show. Do so by leaving us a message in our voicemail box at 407-706-8499. If you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening right now. Our next episode will be airing January 1st. This podcast is a production of Educate, a financial wellness platform for the workforce. I'm Michael Schumann, and today's guest was William Colbert, and we'll see you soon.